Welcome to the January edition of the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Rob Spicker, Assistant Director in the Communications Department and your host for our conversation today. Today, we're going to be talking to three people recently honored by the School District of Lee County. That's our Principal of the Year, Assistant Principal of the Year, and Teacher of the Year. All three have now been entered into the state contest for their appropriate job title. So up first, we're going to talk to our principal of the year, and this is Alex Dorzanski. He's the principal at Harns Marsh Middle School. Good morning, Alex, and thanks morning, for joining Rob. us. Good morning, Thank you for having me. Does that feel good, sound good? You are Lee County principal of the year. It uh, still hasn't sunken in um, because it's a, it's a feeling that um, I, I don't know why it's me because there are so many good principals in our district right now, and I think uh, when I actually got the award, I actually said I want to thank all the principals that didn't apply for this award that gave me the opportunity to win it because this represents all their hard work as well. You did say, as, as you, I think you did say that, and you also said as you were surprised with this award how you don't feel like you go to work every day because you love what you do so much. So can you kind of explain what you were meaning by that? Well, when you choose the right career, you don't work a day in your life. And I think that was most appropriately said just most recently by the late, great Jimmy Buffett. I'm a huge fan of his. And, uh, I, I certainly feel that way because when I go to work every day, it, it's it, it's part of my family. It's part of my routine. It's who I am. It's ingrained in my blood. Um, with that being said, it's like leaving my wife and, and daughter and going to work every day, be, seeing the rest of the continuation of my family. What do you think makes a, a good or a really good, great principle? What does it take? Knowing that you're last in every decision you make. Because the people around you, including the students, um, your staff, your teachers, they're first. Um, you need to make every decision based on what's best for your students. And of course, support your staff and make sure they feel like they're a million bucks every day. And give them every opportunity to be successful by supporting every endeavor that they do in the classroom, as well as raising them up and recognizing their efforts. Middle school is just kind of that transition. It's tough, uh, sixth, seventh and eighth graders. So what is it like, you know, day to day, run us through a, a typical day for Alex Dorzanski, principal at Harns Marsh Middle. One, there's never two days the same. Which so there is it, no typical. No, there is no t typical day. And that's what makes my job exciting because you never know what's going to happen when you come into work. Um, you never know who's going to need that extra special effort. So who can't afford tires on their car and they're a single mom who needs uh, our staff to stand behind them and raise money to get them tires, who doesn't have uh, food to prepare to have for their family for the following week, which uh, students need clothes, which students are having this great success. Um, and you can recognize it for with their families and say, look at the growth that you've had. You've come from 19% in proficiency to 54% proficiency. That means and signifies you're going to be ready for high school. You never know. You never know what that day is going to be. And that's what makes my job so exciting because I have the ability to support all of the people in my school, my family, and make sure that my students come from elementary school and are ready for all those high schools in our area. And you said, uh, as, as you got the award, you also thought you were changing lives. How? What, what kind of impact, you know, can a school give to a student at that, at that age, 6th, 7th, 8th grade? At Harns Marsh Middle, we look at every student. It doesn't matter where they start. It matters where they finish. 
So we look at every opportunity to get them to be successful. And I l wish I could take credit for that, but it isn't. It's my teachers. It's my staff. It's my admin team. It's everyone there with a re renewed vision of one team, one family to stand behind all of our students and say, it's okay. We've been teenagers before. We've had those awkward years. We know that we're all growing and we have these OFIs or opportunities for improvement. But together, we're going to make sure that you're successful and as well as not only successful academically, but you feel confident, safe, and secure, and you're ready for high school. I want you to expand on that one team, one family, your motto. Um, you know, what, where does it come from? How do you implement it? What do you want it to mean to everybody that's at your school? You know, I've got a quote outside of my office by John Maxwell. And um, I, it, it resonated so much with me my first few years in administration that I have it really large and I can stare at it through my door every day. And it states, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And with that being said, that built onto our vision of one team, one family. I know that I'm not the smartest person in the room. The room is the smartest person. So what I've done at the school is organized all of our processes and procedures to involve every individual in our school. So every teacher, every custodian, every lunchroom worker, they have an opportunity to be part of our leadership team. With that, they can help move our school forward procedurally and say what's best for our schools and help make decisions. Then those decisions go down to our PLCs and our departments. So they talk about it and they feed us information back and forth, including students. So this way, every individual in our school is, has the ability to make decisions, but also they feel supported because they truly are supported. It's genuine. One Team, One Family also resonates with taking care of everyone in our school, making sure that all of our basic needs are met, making sure that everyone, including staff, can, doesn't have any type of food insecurity. They make sure, we make sure that they um, can take care of their families outside of their school family. Every student in our school doesn't have to have food insecurity. We feed them three meals a day. Plus, we did a partnership with Harry Chapin Food Bank to have a um, food distribution site for the last three years at our school every Saturday to help feed the community. So we feed between 800 and 1,000 families every Saturday, as well as we've created a food pantry, the Hungry Bull, to take care of our staff families, as well as other families that need extra support on top of that. With that, One Team, One Family is truly encompassed every facet of our school. I can see how you get the buy-in. If it, if it goes through everybody and everybody's involved, then it can be successful. And it's how everybody's living every day, your staff and your students. Would that be right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And everyone needs to feel that support and that comfort in order to be successful. No student can learn if they're hungry. No teacher can truly teach and be at their best if they're worried about um, issues outside of the classroom. My goal is to take all of that away so everyone can perform at their highest level. Yeah, and that was, I think, another reason you essentially were chosen as principal of the year is that focus you really have to make sure that those outside needs are taken care of as well. And you've talked about the Hungry Bull. You mentioned fundraising if a teacher needs something. Are there other efforts that, as a principal, you've decided to do to make sure you're taking care of the people that are, that are with you every day? 
Rob, I got to tell you, there's so many. And every day something comes up. Every day there's another issue. Every day there's something, someone that needs help. That's one of the most rewarding parts of my job that I've started to, over time as an administrator, discover because in, in looking at your overreaching impact, it's much more than academics. It's all about changing lives. And if you can truly uh, provide and help people through their toughest times, not only will they stay at our school and be part of our family, but they'll do their best work. One of the more amazing things to me about Harns Marsh is that you have three Lee County Teacher of the Year's, recent Lee County Teacher of the Year Award winners on staff. So what's the secret? Uh, what is Harns Marsh doing to have you know, these kind of recognized teachers on staff? Well, I got to tell you, first of all, um, it's so much easier for me to recognize people in my school for their hard work than me to do this interview right now. So because I'm not used to being in front of the camera, I'm used to recognizing people for their hard work. It's very easy for me to look at who they are as, as individuals for not only the teachers, because we've had three teachers of the year. We also have had two teachers in the last two years that have been finalists for teacher of the year, as well as, uh, as a final analyst for support person of the year this year. And we've had several golden apple teachers and nominees. I find it's my goal to recognize them. I love writing. I love working with my teachers and saying, listen, I can see what you're doing. The amount of work that you put into your classroom for your students should be recognized. Give me an opportunity to sit with you and let's make sure you are recognized. Even if we don't win an award, I want everyone to know the hard work you're doing and everyone can see it because it's great work and they need to know what you're doing for our students. So it's because of that, I, I feel that all the extra time and effort I put into it, that's one of the most favorite parts of my job because I have the opportunity for them to say, um, wow, my boss really, really genuinely likes what I'm doing and, and wants other people to see it. So I, I want to keep on recognizing my employees and uh, I look forward to in the future recognizing even more and, and putting them up for more awards. And it's not about just about winning. Like I said, it's about that recognition for them to know that they've done a, had a job well done. Well, you have been recognized. Congratulations again as the Lee County principal of the year and wish you all the best in the state competition coming up later this spring. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Now let's meet our assistant principal of the year. It's Kristen Stevens from East Lee County High School. Congratulations. Thank you. How's that sound? Principal, assistant principal of the year. It, it sounds pretty nice. Um, there are an incredible amount of talented people out there. So to be recognized to get this title for a year is, is amazing. Now when you were going through that nomination process, are you thinking there's no way this could be me? Or I, could it be me? I, I did it because I knew somebody recognized me and nominated me. And I wanted to honor that person. If they took the time to recognize me, then I wanted to take the time for the process. Um, I didn't think I would win, but I didn't want to let whoever that was down. I'm thinking of the day when you were surprised uh, and it didn't show at the time, but there was so much going on as the superintendent and school board members are there to, to give you this award and congratulate you for winning. Uh, how do you manage that? Kind of, anything can happen at any given moment in a high school on any given day. It is uh, the most challenging part, but it is the best part of the job. We have 
2,000 teenage variables in the building and 2,000 teenagers in one spot can do a lot of different things. So it takes just one. And uh, certainly that day we had a lot going on. It was the Friday before Thanksgiving break Mm -hmm. in the afternoon. Um, So it is uh, never boring. No two days are ever the same. Um, And it really does keep you on your feet all the time. So one of the reasons you you were selected to be assistant principal of the year is the focus that you're putting on graduation and graduation Mm -hmm. grades and getting your students to complete all four years of high school so that they're ready for whatever is next for them. Um, So first, can you give me an idea how have graduation rates changed while you've been there and why is it so important to you? You want 100 percent. So why is it so important to get to 100 percent? When I first came to East Lee, uh, the graduation rate was 67 percent. Uh, which is uh, crazy when you think about how many kids did not receive diplomas that year. So we've put into place um, a lot of amazing people into strategic positions, and then we've made some really system-wide processes that track every kid. We know every kid, um, and that really is my number one job. It's my number one mission. Um, I I can't tell you standing in the middle of the school looking at any one of these kids and saying, you don't deserve a diploma. No, every one of them deserves it. So we'll do whatever it takes. And we, we work really hard at that. And we make sure that every kid has their plan and that we can follow that plan and follow it through to a diploma. What does it take? Um, you know, just looking in from the outside, maybe I'm not, you know, I'm only familiar with my kids' education. Mm-hmm. So what does it take to, to help every student find their way to walking across the stage? <laughs> so every kid, and I'm not joking when I say every kid has a plan, we make an action plan on every single student. Um, so they will walk through their high school career knowing this is what I need to do. This is when we're going to do it. These are all of our plans that if you fail here, here's our catch-all to make sure that we can we can swoop in and do what we need to do to help you recover that. Um, we have incredible teachers, and I can't say enough about the Eastley staff. Our social workers, our counselors, they work They work as hard as I do. A lot of them work more hours than I work. Our social workers, I don't think they sleep. Um, But it takes a system-wide, all of us collectively work towards one goal. Um, And that was something that really made a big difference is instead of everybody trying to do their own thing, we all have the same goal. It's just streamlining all of us into making sure that our kids get the best chance. Yeah, that's really what I was going to ask next, because how do you get that buy-in? Because you really need it from staff, Mm -hmm. from parents. And from students. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to be aiming towards that graduation. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of grit. (laughs) We're very relentless. Um, Sometimes teenagers don't want to do the work um, that we know it's going to take to to correct some things that have happened. but we are relentless, and that, that is one of our words that we use to describe our staff and our school, is that we will not give up. Um, success is contagious. So once we started seeing a lot of our high-risk kids perform very well academically, other kids saw that. And then they ask, how do I do that? And so we're at a point now where our kids will come and say, hey, you helped my brother or you helped my cousin or you helped my friend. Can you help me too? And that, it really is contagious. And when our staff started to see that and our students and our families, they know we have what it takes. We've trained our staff. Um, We're very well trained um, in high-risk youth. So that really is the difference. Do you see 100% coming? I do. 
and I, I won't, I won't rest. I tell the kids every day um, when I make announcements every day that it is the expectation that 100% of them graduate. Um, I, I won't rest. Our staff won't rest until it's there. Like I said, I can't choose any one kid that I think doesn't have what it takes or doesn't deserve it. Um, so, you were also selected in part because of the way you help mentor the staff that comes into your building. So what kind of things are you trying to, to guide them with, teach them, or help them along with? So um, my number one rule is that we're in a people business. Um, our, our kids are not numbers. They're not statistics. They are they're people. Um, so no matter what, and especially as a leader, you're taking care of your staff you're responding to the needs of your staff, and then you're taking care of these 2,000 kids as well. So in order to do that, you really have to focus on the people, the relationships. That's what matters the most. Um, as a leader, you're going to make mistakes. Um, and when you make a mistake as a leader, it is uh, open to everybody to see. So having those relationships and being humble enough to say, I'm sorry, I made that mistake, is a huge leadership skill that not everybody has. And that's what I try to to model um, for everybody. Describe the job, assistant principal. Um, you know, what, what is it truly like to be an assistant principal for those who, you know, have no idea except maybe that interaction they have at the front desk or at a, at a, at a game of some sort? It is, uh, it is not at all what I thought it would be when I went through um, my ed leadership training. Um, when you get in the job, you never know what today brings. And so you have to be able to adapt and be flexible and you have to know a little bit about everything enough to be able to speak on any aspect of the job. Um, so it could be you know, an ACE Cambridge course, or it could be uh, an altercation between students, or it could be mental health, or it could be somebody who wants to drop out. Um, you have to be able to pivot and prioritize. There is not a moment that you'll catch us at our desks. Um, so a lot of times parents will call in the middle of the day and we'll say, we're gonna have to call you back at 2.30 because we are really busy from the time kids enter the building to the time kids leave the building. Yeah, it never stops. It does not stop. Well, congratulations again, Assistant Principal of the Year. You now move on to the state competition, mm -hmm. so we wish you the best of luck in that. Thank you. And uh, hope that all that turns out well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now let's meet our Teacher of the Year. It's Maria Rose, who teaches first grade at Edison Park Creative and Expressive Art School. Congratulations. Thank you very, very much. You know, you were surprised right before the uh, winter break. So has it sunk in? Have you had time over the holidays to realize you're the Lee County Teacher of the Year? Barely, a little bit. I am um, honored, of course, to, to represent Lee County Schools in the Florida Teacher of the Year, but I am still in awe of it all in... Uh, they were, I was ready for an observation. I thought they were coming to observe my class to see if I, they thought maybe I was worthy of this honor. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? And they came, and as soon as I saw the superintendent, I knew, wait a minute, I don't think they're here to, to observe me. So it was amazing. My kids were in awe. We all were just sort of, what's happening in our classroom today? And then we got to go to field day right after. So that was kind of fun. We got to just celebrate the day. And uh, I'm happy to report that my kids did win tug of war as well, too. Okay, good. So we are, just we as work important. as a team all together. And just Mrs. As Rose's yeah, it was a really fun day. Um, but I am absolutely humbled by the experience and by this honor for sure. 
You've been a teacher for 30 years. So is this what you always wanted to do? You know, where was, where was Maria Rose 30 years ago as she started out? Yes, I have always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, my principal from back in the day, Charlotte Rafferty, said that I was born and they smacked my bottom and said, teacher, and that was it. Um, she created the teacher that you see before you today. But um, yes, I in fifth grade, my aunt was a teacher at Heights Elementary School. And I used to take all of her old dittos and pass them out to my stuffed animals and play teacher at home. So luckily, and such a blessing that I was able to just knew exactly what I wanted and just went and, and did it and started teaching at Edison Park and have been there ever since. Well, that is amazing. <clears throat> 30 years at Edison Park. So what keeps you at that one school? Edison Park is magical. From the moment you walk in the doors, you just feel how really awesome it is. And then I knew when I interned there that that was the place for me. They have, it's an art school, so they get to dance and they have theater and violin and music and art and PE. And I was a dancer all of my life through all the way through high school. And I knew that, oh my goodness, it's such a beautiful, old, intricate stage and theater. Uh, Thomas Edison has been said to see shows there. So it's, it's just an amazing, magical place. And I knew from that moment when I interned 32 years ago that that's where I needed to be. Edison Park was the place for me. And it just continues to fill my heart every day. And it's a small school. Mm -hmm. So there's only three of each grade level. And uh, we get to really know the students and the teachers. We become a family. And, and that's what makes it so special. So in first grade, one of the big focuses on teaching those students to read. And you believe there's really no greater gift you can give them. You've, you've told me that. You've said that before. Why yeah. is that what you yeah. think? Well, reading, as we know, just is the building block for everything else that you do. Even in math, you have to be able to read because the tests and the the problems that you're doing, the problem-solving uh, things that you're doing all stem from, you have to be able to read what it says in order to solve those problems. And what a blessing it is that I get to give the students that gift and watching them take, take letters, what are these letters' names, and then the sounds of those letters and turn those into words and then turn those words into reading sentences fluently and writing fluently. It's just amazing to watch and it never, ever gets old. Every single time I have a new student who just click and they can read. It's awesome. And they're in awe and shocked. And, and I just sometimes they're reading because silent reading in, in first grade isn't really silent reading. So they're reading around the room and, you know, you hear kids sounding words out and struggling here or there. And then all of a sudden I sit back and I'm like, wait a minute, that is Nathan this year. That's Nathan reading his book fluently without anybody helping him and I have to stop and run over and we celebrate you know and they don't even realize what they've accomplished but it's really cool to be the person that gets to be a part of that for these children it's a, it's a gift for them but I hear it mm -hmm. as a gift for you as well as it you describe is. it oh gosh it is so motivating you know when you know that you've had this little piece in these children's lives and then 30 years later when they come back all grown up and you don't recognize them and they tell you that you know you help them become the person that they are, what better gift could there be? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You, you won a Golden Apple in I 2018. Yes. So how does that compare to Teacher of the Year? Well, Golden Apple was a process that the children and I went through together. We had uh, 12 unannounced visits and observations. So they came into my classroom and watched my kids teach or learn and me teach. And it was a long process that was just full of excitement day in and day out. This process, the kids weren't as involved. It was more me, uh, what, what you do as a teacher for other teachers in the county. And 
very data-based on how the kids are doing in your classroom in the school and towards the district. And so they weren't as involved. I tried to keep them up on what was, guess what? Mrs. Rose is going to get to go to be in, do an interview. And they were like, what's an interview? So I had to explain that to them. And, and then for this last process, when they tricked us, and I thought it was going to be an uh, observation, I had them prepared for people coming to see. And I always tell the kids, you know, they're coming to see what you can do. It's time to show what you know and mm -hmm. show how awesome you are and all of the things that you have learned so far this year. So the process was a little bit different, but the honor is just as great. What, what in what way are you a different teacher? Uh, maybe in just the last few years, clearly you I, you got to say tell me you're different from when you started. Uh, but from 2018, a golden apple, now teacher of the year. You know how are you different in the room? Yeah, um, when I first started teaching, that same principal, Charlotte Rafferty, said, "What are you doing?" And I was like, I, I, "What they told me to do in college? I don't know." And at that time. It was, give everybody a book. They'll just read. Well, we know now that that's not the process. Um, and we found, she found um, an amazing program, Spalding Writing Road to Reading. And I started teaching using that phonics program and really seeing children starting to learn to read. So I guess throughout the years, I've really fine-tuned that craft of, of really the um, getting the brain to learn all of the integral parts to becoming a fluent reader. So far, as far as teaching... That really has changed throughout the years, mm -hmm. and I tweak here and there as we go. Um, I said that when I won the Golden Apple, that that really recharged my energy and my, my oh goodness, just the love of teaching and being with the kids and watching all of that they could accomplish. So it really just kind of gave me a little recharge um, back in 2018. But I am blessed to love what I do every day when I walk into that classroom and I see those kids come in. Um, ready to go. And I'm excited about what we're going to learn. And the best too, with Edison Park being such a small school, they come back and they see you. And just to know that you had some sort of impact on their life throughout their schooling is, there's, you know, there's nothing that can compare to that for me as their teacher, but just fine tuning and tweaking things as we go along. And sometimes what works one year doesn't work the next for a different group because they're all different. So I, I think Technology has been a big, mm -hmm. there's been a big push in technology. So I've had to really learn new technological advances. I have my own YouTube channel, which is very fancy. My son helped me <laughs> make that. I couldn't have done it alone, but that is just another uh, technological piece that I can offer the children. Everybody watches YouTube. So yep. maybe they'll watch Mrs. Rose and learn something while they're at it. So that that's helped too. Yeah. One of the things that's more <laughs> special about your class and maybe some others is your mom being there as yes. a volunteer every day of the week. Yes. And she's the state volunteer of the year from last year, yes. which is pretty amazing. So yes. what's that like to have her as your mom, but also as your volunteer in yeah. the room every yeah. day? It is Awesome. Beyond awesome. Um, a few years back, she retired from working and she needed something to do. So right before COVID came into our classrooms, she was coming in and she was reading with some of the kids. And I said, oh, they're going to love it. You know, she was doing flashcards and it really, uh, you know, gave her a purpose, motivated her to get up and get out of the house and gave her something to do. Well, when COVID struck, she was no longer allowed to come into my classroom. So we, she, I said, we've got to figure out a way to get you and the children to be able to still work together. So we had that new platform, Zoom, mm -hmm. that we learned. So she was at home and I signed into Zoom in my computer in the classroom and the kids, it was awesome to, to witness. They would go over, sit at the computer and say, hi, Miss Sherry, and then do the reading and their flashcards and their math flashcards and things with her. So even though she was home, she was still making a difference in the lives of those children. And then once she was able to come back in, 
they fight to sit at her table. You just like, I have to have a number, pick a number to sit with Miss Sherry. They love her. And I honestly don't think she realizes how much of an impact she actually is making with those children. One-on-one attention that some of them don't get ever. So it is, they want to be like, they get as close as they can to her almost in her lap, you know, and she is a very special, but integral part of my classroom. Most definitely. And I, my teammates and my colleagues are, they just want to steal her from me and I'm not willing to share. I keep her. (laughs) She's all yours. She's She's your mom. That's right. She's your mom. You're a volunteer. (laughs) That's right. Um, um, teaching has changed uh, and teachers are in the spotlight a lot more. Mm-hmm. So talk to a teacher coming in, you know, what, what's your advice to our new teachers as they get their career started? Yeah. Um, when Mrs. Rafferty retired, she told me to close my door and do what's best for children. And that is what I have lived by all of my 30 years of teaching. So I would say to them, focus on the children, focus on the difference you're going to make in the lives of those children, focus on the mentoring you can do. And there's so many other things out in the outside world that really take the focus away from learning and being uh, just, a, just a kid, just being having fun and being a child. And so for those new teachers to just go in and have fun with your children and realize how important you are in their lives is half the battle. Um, I would also say that you really need to have a high set of expectations in your classroom. If you can manage a group of children, the teaching part is easy. It's managing the little friends in the classroom. So it's, if you have high expectations, they will rise. They will rise right up to what you expect from them and have fun. You know, it's, it's so much fun and so rewarding. You don't realize how rewarding it is until you're in the classroom. And that's something I tell Anyone who asks me about education, please come. Come into the classroom. Come spend 30 minutes. If you have 30 minutes a week to come in and read with the child, they're going to be just ecstatic to come to sit with you one-on-one and read. But those teachers who are thinking, do I want to be a teacher or do I want to do something else? Go ahead into the classrooms and watch the magic that's happening and and see the difference that you can make in the lives of these these children because there's nothing that compares to that. Well, good advice. <laughs> Congratulations Thank again you. as the Lee County Teacher of the Year. We Thank certainly you very much. wish you the best as you move Thank on you. into the state competition. You yeah. never know. It could be oh, you this time. Oh, it's very exciting. I am just in awe of it all, but I'm thanks to my friends here at the district who are helping me through. I just am going to go through each little step and we'll see what happens. But I'm honored again to represent Lee County Schools um, in that state competition um, and just to get to go to the round table and talk to other teachers who love what they do and are really um, inspired each day with teaching. I'm excited about that. Well, good luck. Yeah. Thank and you Thank very you much. for joining us. Thank, thank you, you everybody for joining us as well today to meet our principal of the year, assistant principal of the year and our teacher of the year. We will be back next month with the next edition of the Lee Schools TV podcast.